everyone, it's Adam Leventhal back again. Welcome to another edition of the Athletics Premier League Countdown podcast. With the return of the 2019-20 season only days away, we're releasing 20 shows on the Ornstein and Chapman feed, each one dedicated to a different Premier League team. That's two podcasts a day, every day, up until football makes its long-awaited return. Now, if you're not already a subscriber, you can sign up right now and take advantage of our 30-day free trial by going to the Athletics com forward slash Ornstein and Chapman to enjoy the best football writing anywhere just as the season makes its return. Now in this episode we're down to Southampton, 14th in the Premier League, seven points above the bottom three which is probably enough of a cushion to keep them safe and maybe even lets them start planning for next season already. Uh, joining us to talk through the Saints agenda is the Athletics Southampton writer Carl Anchor Carl, welcome to the show. Carl, obviously the big development during lockdown for Southampton has been awarding Ralph Hassenhüttl that new four-year contract. Uh, it's a real show of faith, isn't it? Even though there is a slight, slight element of danger still there for Southampton. Yes, I think Southampton are as close to being mathematically safe without quite being safe. Um, two more wins will get them to the mythical 40 points. But I think Southampton should be looking up rather than down in the uh, socially distanced Premier League, shall we say. Um, the, the length of this new contract is, is remarkable. If Hassel makes it to the end of next season, he will be Southampton's longest serving manager since the start of the Premier League in 1992. And if he gets to the end of that four-year contract, he'll be the longest serving Southampton manager since Chris Nichol, who's went from uh, 1985 to 1991. This is unprecedented in terms of length, especially in a time where the Premier League, what, Hassel has only been in charge for 18 months and that already makes him the 10th longest reigning Premier League manager. Yeah, I mean, but, but what do you think is the, the main reason for his his impressiveness to, to the people that have, you know, offered him this contract? I think the turnaround from uh, a certain game in October against Leicester City um, stands him out as a manager. So uh, there were points in time watching Southampton where I thought they were done and dusted and was, I was sort of half looking at the championship table and, and looking at what cities I'd have to travel to next season. Whereas the turnaround in, after November and the second international break, when he managed to get the place to, to truly buy into his system and got them to play the 4-2-2-2 formation he wants. And you can see the the incredibly robust tactical systems he wants to use at Southampton. I think that convinced all of those around the club and a lot of the senior club officials that this is their man and this is the person to take Southampton away from seasons where they're, you know, to in and from in and out of relegation to a point where they could possibly, you know, compete for the Europa League spots as they were under Koeman and uh, Pochettino previously. In terms of um, the, the style of play under Hassan Huttle, obviously we've we've seen that uh, relentless pressing game that he, he likes. It's going to be really interesting to see how it pans out in that first game against Norwich. Um how he approaches it, considering there has been a, a quick turnaround in terms of getting the players fit and ready to go. Do you think he's going to be as demanding early in this uh, final run-in? I think so. He, he, he can be quite uh, militaristic in his in his discipline. And you can very often, if you watch him in the dugout, especially to the wide players, you can see him point to opposition players and then tell his wide men, wait, wait, now press. Um, so a very important thing about Southampton's press is it's not a um, player-reliant press. It's a, it, rely, it relies on pressing uh, triggers and on uh, certain passing lanes. So the idea is not so much 
we want to press your star winger, but more or less, we want to stand in between the gap between your centre-back and your left-back. So that forces you to pass it towards central midfield where James Ward-Prowse can do some shenanigans. So it's a slightly less um, athletic, if you pardon the pun, uh, version of pressing that hopefully means at the start of the season, you know, the start of this part two, Southampton will still be able to press to a half decent degree. Um, they also defend in a mid block when out of possession as well. So it's not the case of they're constantly swarming you. There, there are points in time where Southampton are taking breathers. In terms of how they've sort of um, carried themselves during this lockdown period, obviously they've been like most clubs big on on keeping the players fit but do you do you do you know any more in, in terms of how uh, the the coaching staff and Ralph Hassenhuttle himself have communicated with the team just to keep them on point oh absolutely so they have sent what bikes this this sort of fancy um exercise bike that has been created in in conjunction with team great britain cycling um so what bites were sent out to, to every member of the, of the southampton first team and they've all been exercising at home uploading their data to the coaching team to basically um show their power levels and, and how um close they are to match fitness as it were um every member of the southampton first team was, was broken up into groups so groups of six um depending on uh, age um some social factors so obviously some of the players that have uh children are in certain groups so they can sort of do homeschooling and whatnot um and, and by player position and then you know every morning those six players log in they have a zoom call with uh, a member of the sports science team and a member of the uh, nutrition team and have a conversation they've been i think quite a few of the players have been given uh, a, a chance to cook so they've been given uh, meals from hello fresh so quite a few of them have been allowed to cook as well and uh, meanwhile ralph hustle spent the first couple of weeks of lockdown in southampton but then he moved to to munich to be with the rest of his family and he's devised something called um the ibook or the sfc playbook um, which is a brand new thing that should see every single Southampton team all the way right down to the under nines learn how to play his style of football um, and play less the possession style of football Southampton youth level teams were playing previously and more of a high pressing game. So not only has Hustle has been given this four year deal to reinvent Southampton's first team, but he's more or less been given carte blanche to do whatever he wants to Southampton and to transform them and give them a brand new identity. It's a, yeah, I mean, following up from what we were saying about that new four-year contract, it is, it is really, really, you know, investing in in Ralph Hassenhuttl and, and fingers crossed for for him and, and for the club that it all goes to plan because you wouldn't want to unpick all that work if you've uh, if you've invested all that time and, and money and effort as well. Um, in terms of something that isn't necessarily that the most impressive um, Southampton's home record. I know you mentioned that defeat, that significant defeat earlier on this season against Leicester City. Uh, there's only been, what, four wins out of 15 at home this season. Is there the feeling that home fans not being there will probably help? Possibly. Uh, it, this is a long-standing record for Southampton. So on average, um, since... Rona Koeman left, so for the last three seasons, they only really win five home games a season. There's an adage among some Southampton fans, 3-0 down, go back to town, such as their incredibly poor home form. Um, there's a very particular aspect of Southampton's play um, that I think marks them out as a better team when they play away from home. So uh, quite often, if they can't break down a team, 
rather than keep playing the pre- playing the ball in midfield, they'll tend to pass it all the way back to the goalkeeper and the goalkeeper will kick it along to the opposition centre-backs. It looks quite counterintuitive given away possession, but the idea is in giving the ball back to the opposition centre-backs, the entire Southampton team can reset their press and press higher up the pitch rather than mess around around the centre circle. If you do that away from home, that's fine. That's sort of expected of you. But when you do that in front of a home crowd, very often at St. Mary's, when they did that move, the home crowd would start booing and then the players would sort of forget the point of what they were doing. Um, Playing behind closed doors should, in theory, work as a sort of free hit for some of these players who have been low on confidence at times during this season. There are a lot of, there are far too many individual mistakes that happened to Southampton um, throughout the season. most notably, that if you think about the last game they played against Newcastle, that game was decided by Jan Valery not understanding Sam Maximum was behind him and just chesting the ball into nothing. Um, so maybe behind closed doors, when you can hear Hassel yell and you can hear other players communicate to each other, could could help them. We will obviously hear the captain Pierre Emil Hjordberg, um communicating via the the TV screens, and you know you'll obviously be at the games yourself. Um, you've written about his future and saying that you know Spurs and Everton are teams that need that sort of player and want that sort of player um, has there been any sort of genuine interest shown and, and therefore are we sort of expecting this to be a long goodbye possibly it's Southampton seems to have put a 35 million price tag on Hoiberg Hoiberg himself there's been a lot of talk in local newspaper from Martin Simmons, uh, the chief executive, about how Hoiberg is a dedicated individual and he's going to give it his all during these games. But also there's been some interesting actions from Hoiberg on social media. So within his Twitter likes, he's uh, he's liked a post from, from another sports website that has said uh, Tottenham are interested in him. Uh, he's also shared something on Instagram stories of uh, if only they had stayed Southampton 11, that included himself in it. So I think there's definitely a roadmap for Hoiberg leaving. Um whether or not he leaves at the end of this season, whenever it might happen, or wherever the transfer will happen, or if he does leave when he becomes a free agent, will be a bit hard to decipher. I think a lot of it is dependent on Tottenham Hotspur's finances, if such a link is there, and also the finances of Everton. Um, there's a certain variable in Kyle Walker-Peters from Spurs, on currently on loan at Southampton, that could affect things and, and, and sway things further in Tottenham Hotspur's favour if they wished to, to spend to spend that sort of money on Hoiberg. But uh, the roadmap is there. I just can't quite, I'm just not quite sure when exactly he will leave. Yeah, and I think a lot of things are very, very uncertain. There might seem transfers um, that are definitely slated uh, that may well not turn out to happen simply because of the the new normal that we're in and those price tags. It's interesting you mentioned £35 million. Maybe that's a, a pre-pandemic price rather than one that is going to arrive in in August, who knows? We will see and we'll obviously watch you uh, follow that story with interest on The Athletic. Um, another story which has been great to sort of follow your commentary on is is the resurgence of Danny Ings this season. Obviously, if there had been uh, the Euros this summer um, and Harry Kane potentially wouldn't have been fit for it, it would have been going on pretty much now, wouldn't it? Um, it would have been Danny Ings getting into that England squad. Do you think uh, that he will be able to maintain his form from from pre-lockdown into this final run-in and then beyond? I certainly hope so. The the expectation is there. And uh, if so for, for stats fans, uh, Danny Ings was sco- had scored 15 league goals on XG of 11. Um, so good. He, he was good and lucky, but also the underlying numbers sort of, he should have scored 11 goals. It is still nothing to be sniffed at. I think the interesting thing for Danny Ings, especially in his Euro 2020 hopes, is that he has essentially 
helped Jamie Vardy continue his international retirement. So if you think about Jamie Vardy's in a sort of quasi half retirement where he said he wouldn't like to be picked for England unless it's an emergency. I think there's a similarity between Danny Ings' playing style and, and Jamie Vardy's playing style of how they're they're both really comfortable playing on the shoulder of the last man. They're both very, very good at getting a shot off before the goalkeeper has set their feet. Um, they're both very, very capable at running the channels and setting up other people as well. Uh, if you add them to the fact that Ings is a lot younger than Vardy as well, I think even though Kane and Rashford will probably strike a number one and strike a number two, and then you've got a larger question of maybe Tammy Abraham, possibly Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Ings is there and he's definitely in the top four for me for strikers. And I think, you know, Jamie Vardy should shake Dan Ings' hand and be like, thank you. I'm going to enjoy my holidays now. Yeah, that is a, an interesting subplot to that equation. Um, just a, a final question to you, Carl. And I know that you like your statistics. You mentioned XG there. Have you gone through those final nine games and uh, put them into any sort of supercomputers in your mind or, or elsewhere and, and worked out exactly where Southampton are going to finish, judging by how difficult the run-in is? I have indeed. Uh, so I sort of have a homebrew uh, stats database at home. I sort of build off Opta and whatnot. Uh, and uh, at the start of the season, I, I ran I ran the numbers and I, I sort of worked out Southampton would finish twelfth in the season. They're fourteenth now, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold firm and say Southampton should finish twelfth. I think they are they should be fine in terms of relegation. I think that two more wins and they'll just kick on. The interesting thing for Southampton, I think, an interesting thing for for Hassel himself was um, they were in a similar position last season where they sort of achieved safety from relegation and then just sort of dropped off the pace feet on the beach already um, so I think it'll be very important to see if, if this is a you know if that was just a coincidence or or if they do have a problem when they when they achieve Premier League safety Hassel will not want that uh, if he wants to build his brand new era if you know he's been recently in a German newspaper speaking about how one day he wants Southampton to be a Europa League team so therefore uh, any complaints I see now will be uh, punished. Well, all the talk is is positive um, from from the club at the moment, and they're they're building behind Ralph Hassenhüttl. I wish you well for the uh, the remaining nine games of the season, Carl. Thanks very much for coming on. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Now, don't forget if you're not already subscribing to the Athletic, uh, make sure that you go to theathletic.com forward slash Ornstein and Chapman to enjoy all of Carl's articles on Southampton. Uh, you can currently take advantage of a 30 day free trial. If you want to try it out before committing to a full subscription and with that you'll enjoy all the best football writing as the Premier League makes its long-awaited return. Uh, keep an eye out on this podcast feed and the Athletic app to hear all 20 of our Premier League countdown podcasts, each one dedicated to a different team. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you for the next one soon.